Welcome back to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. I'm excited. I have not done a single solo podcast in months. I honestly would have to check when. It's been at least three months. I am usually with a guest so you guys can learn all about their achievements in the sport of powerlifting or I am just joined with someone else and talking to them. Um, So I'm excited to just hang out with you guys, just me and you for a little bit of time. And today's episode is something that was actually requested. I put a chat box or a question box in my Instagram bio, my Instagram, Solana underscore lifts. And I asked, hey guys, doing a solo podcast for the first time in months, what do you want to learn about? And every single response was nutrition. And so I want to talk to you guys about if it fits your macros or flexible dieting, something you probably heard, but something I've come to know is not every single person who power lifts knows what it means exactly if it fits your macros or flexible dieting. So I want to start with what it is, dive into how it works, why I believe it works really well. Could it be something that it would be beneficial for you and some tips about how to do it? If you guys don't know, I am a nutrition coach along with being a um, powerlifting coach. And I'm certified by two certifications. Number one is precision nutrition, which I appreciate it. And I did learn a lot, especially about forming the right habits so you can have long-term success. And number two, I got the... Um, macro coach certification. So this was a four month intensive course where you were in Zoom calls every single week. You had um, a lot of notes to learn from. It was amazing. It was the best four months. (laughs) Like I learned so much. I took that course um, last year. And so that really helped me to learn how to tailor macros really well for my athletes. That's what that did for me. And I will say ever since I took that course, my nutrition athletes, most of them are powerlifters. If they're not a powerlifter, they're very serious about lifting weights. They just don't compete in sports. They have definitely seen better results since I've taken that course because I've been able to give them even more help. So let's start. What is if it fits your macros or flexible dieting? Basically, This is when you are not just looking at your caloric intake, but you're looking specifically at the three macros and how much of that you're consuming per day. The three macros are carbohydrates, protein, and fats. So instead of just saying, hey, I'm going to have 2,000 calories a day, um, which is just super general, you could have essentially 2,000 calories of Cheetos if you really wanted to, right? Like you wouldn't get a lot of nutrients out of it. You would that definitely not be full. You probably see some issues if you kept that up for too long because your body's going to be like, where are the vegetables? <laughs> Where's the protein? Where's the real food here? Um, but you could essentially eat at maintenance or whatever your goal was if that goal met 2,000 calories and see the result you essentially want to see but feel terrible because you hit the calories, right? But when you do, if it fits your macros, you are specifically saying, okay, I'm going to have maybe 150 grams of carbs a day. I'm going to have maybe 60 grams of fat a day. I'm going to have 100 grams of protein a day. And that matches up to 2,000 calories. 
P.S. It doesn't. I just made up those numbers. But if that was to match up to 2,000 calories, that would be your macro, your set macros. Then you would aim to hit those macros by looking at how many carbs and fats and proteins you're eating each day. And if you hit your macros, you will hit the caloric number because you calculate the macros to hit that caloric intake number. So that's what if it fits your macros means. And it's really cool because um, it really helps you to hone in on the foods you're eating. It helps you to have flexibility because you're not trapped in some sort of diet where you're not allowed to have certain foods. Essentially, everyone who does not fit the macros can basically eat whatever they choose as long as it fits the macros, right? So that means that you have the space to have foods you enjoy that you may think are quote unquote off limits or quote unquote bad, even though there is no such thing as bad or good foods, but you can fit in those snacks that are less nutrient dense with more ease because you know, as long as you make it fit into your macros, you're good to go. When you do have a fit your macros, if you're trying to approach it the healthiest way possible to get the best result, you do still want to prioritize whole foods. So what does that mean? When you come to carbohydrate sources, you still wanna prioritize whole food carbohydrate sources, like examples, wheat, bread, rice, pasta, quinoa. There's so many things, um, but you're prioritizing those whole foods, right? Um, when it comes to like also carbs, so fruits and vegetables, right? Those are also carbohydrates. When it comes to protein, you still want to prioritize good quality protein. So if you're someone who does eat meat, that could be, that could mean chicken, fish, um, leaner, leaner sources of red cut meats. Uh, it can also mean tofu, tempeh, et cetera, right? Like whey protein, vegan protein, just good quality protein sources. Um, and then when it comes to fats, right? You still want to prioritize having healthier fats, extra virgin olive oil, nut butters, et cetera. Um, and so you get that opportunity to prioritize your whole foods because why? They're going to keep you fuller longer. They're going to keep you feeling good. And when you can prioritize whole foods dominant, predominantly over um, my, like foods that are less nutrient dense, you're going to not just feel better, but you'll feel fuller, even if your goal is to be in a deficit to lose weight. This is a major key when it comes to losing weight. Guys, you want to make sure you're prioritizing volume of food. So in order to prioritize volume, meaning having more food on the plate that fits into the macros, if you prioritize um, more vegetables, or if you have like, let's say a big fat salad that has protein on top and it has fruits in it and extra vegetables in it and like a lower calorie dressing, right? You could have easily a 450 calorie salad that fills up a big bowl in front of you, or you could literally have a half-baked chocolate bar with 12 almonds and you might be close to 450 calories, right? If you look at the volume, the amount of food, one I can fit in my hand and one has to be in a massive bowl or else I couldn't fit it, right? So the more volume you have, the more foods literally filling up your stomach, the more micronutrients are in that food too. So it's gonna keep you fuller longer, you're gonna feel better. And it's just gonna be a win-win. So we got over what is efficient macros and kind of how it works. The reason why it works too is once again, you get that flexibility. 
and you get to really understand the amount of foods you're eating. Why I really appreciate Infinity Macros is before I ever heard about flexible dieting, and I've I've been using Infinity Macros for I don't even know how many years. I'm I'm gonna go with six years. Let's guess. I'm gonna go maybe five. Um, but I've been using this method for a long time, and I use it for a lot, a lot, most of my athletes, not all of them. I'll get into that later too. Um, but I like it so much because you literally get to fully understand how to lose weight or how to gain weight. I've done bulks with people. I've have I've done bulks myself. I've done weight cuts. I've done maintenance. You can do all of these things, and you can know exactly how much food to eat. The confusion with dieting. Um, and diet culture is people are trying so hard to like not eat quote unquote bad foods to cut out everything that they enjoy. They, they tell themselves they can never have ice cream again. They can never have burgers or fries again. And then you eat really, really small amounts of food. You're probably under eating. You eat small amounts of food for three, four days. You last and you drink just water. And you have some carrots and you're like, okay. And I have some grilled chicken. And then when you are super hungry, and your body is begging you for more food you get to a point where you're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And when you get to that point, all of a sudden you're telling, uh, you're, you just go and eat all the foods that you told yourself you couldn't have. And you tend to overeat on those foods because you're hungry and you feel deprived. And the only thing that's gonna fix that problem is you eating all the stuff that you said you couldn't have. And then this can easily turn into just a process of, binging and under eating, right? I'm not saying this will happen to everybody, but it is something that I will honestly say, I think 75% of my nutrition clients have had this as a part of their past before they worked with me. I myself used to have this issue. So it is just such a flexible way of eating because when you know you're allowed to eat what you want, all of a sudden you can handle having just one serving of that thing. And also when you, when you understand that whole foods and micronutrients and, and hitting um, the right amounts of protein and carbs and fats are gonna make you feel good, make your training stronger, have you recovering better and make you all around better athletes, all of a sudden you're buying into this idea of I can do this. And honestly, another thing too, is when you start doing it, when you feel, feel your body well, but allow yourself to have stuff you want to have that's not as micronutrient, that's not as nutrient dense. It's so, it's such a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Maintainable thing. And you'll start to actually crave healthier foods. I know, right? Like when I had this issue with the binging and then like the under eating, I was always craving garbage. Like, oh, I probably shouldn't use the word garbage, <laughs> but I was always just craving like, I just wanted to have candy and pizza. Like that was it. Nothing wrong with those foods, but if that's most of your diet, then obviously you're not going to hit a good amount of protein. You're probably going to have more of the other. Uh, you're going to be over on carbs and fat, et cetera, right? Because that's all you're eating, right? So I only craved the stuff that I told myself I couldn't have before I got to flexible dieting. I was then able to enjoy both whole foods and regular snacks at the same time when I got to efficient macros. So it works really well. And that's why it works. People have so much confusion about what and how much they should eat. I'll never forget, I had a client, um, I'm not gonna say her name. We stopped working together about a year ago, but she was not a powerlifting athlete at all. 
Um, before I became a full-time powerlifting coach, guys, I was a full-time personal trainer. I used to work at Equinox. Um, this was, mm, I saw Burke in there 2019. So yeah, 2019. So I had a client who I stayed, who stayed with me after I left there. I still did her personal training for a good year after that. And I introduced her to Fisting Macros. Now she was one of the people who are maybe like you or definitely was like me. And like a lot of other people, she was like, I just want to lose another 15 pounds. And I just don't understand how to do it. I eat healthy. I cut out the garbage, quote unquote garbage. I stopped eating candy. I only eat chicken and fish I eat vegetables every day I'm so I'm I feel like I'm hungry I only allow myself one glass of wine per three days like I'm cutting down everything and she just felt like she would have to cut out the one thing that she really didn't want to get rid of she didn't want to cut out wine completely because wine is just something she had with her family and it was like a very um it was like a thing like they bonded over. And she was like, I think I have to cut this out in order to reach my goal. And I'll be so upset because I can never have it again. This idea of I can never have it again was haunting her. And I was like, you actually can. When I introduced her to Fisher Macros and I got her to start tracking her food, she realized that she was having more fats than she thought because she was so scared of carbohydrates. What people don't realize is number one, carbs are energy, guys. Carbs equal energy. If you're driving the car or if you're hanging out at your house, say it out loud, say it with me. Carbs equal energy, right? We need carbs. We really 100% need carbs. We need them. If you are a power lifter, like I'm talking to my power lifters, we need carbs. Don't do keto, please. Like if you are power lifting, I'm mean, it's a very bold statement. You should never do keto. You're lifting weights, if you're powerlifting, if you're powerlifting specifically. I'm saying that because you're going to get more energy from carbohydrates to fuel your training than you will from fats. Yes, your body will use fats for fuel if you run out of carbohydrate energy, but it doesn't mean it's more ideal for you. And it doesn't mean you'll lose weight faster either because you're people think that if they if they're using fat, the, the carbo, not, oh my God, I almost said to call it carbohydrate. If they're using fat, the macronutrients to burn, like to burn their energy because they don't have any carbs and they're literally losing body fat. No, if you burn fat as fuel, it doesn't mean you're losing more body fat. How do I know that? Well, I'm not going to dive into the, the different studies I've looked into. You can go on PubMed, honestly. Um, I'm not going to dive into all the stuff I learned my certification. What I will say, keep it sweet, short, sweet, and to the point is, all of my clients eat carbs and they've all had successful cuts if their goal was cutting. All of them. I've never told clients not eat carbs. And actually, they typically end up eating more carbs than they thought they could. Always lose weight. Always. If they're in a caloric deficit, that is the key, right? So she realized she was eating more fats than she thought. Her protein was lower than she thought. So that means that she's going to have a harder time um, building or maintaining her muscle because her protein was too low. And so I actually decreased her fast, increased her carbs, taught her how to track alcohol properly. Because if you put alcohol into an app, let's say my fitness pal, it'll say, okay, this glass of wine is five ounces at 125 calories. And it won't tell you the macros because fat, um, not fats, um, alcohol is not a macronutrient. Alcohol does not have carbs or fats or protein. It's like literally, it's like the, the quote unquote fourth macro. It's not a macro. So you have to literally convert those calories into what um, carbohydrates or fats and then track it that way. Yes. So I'm going to 
explain this real quick in case anyone's wondering, because this has helped a lot of my clients. A calorie, a calorie is a calorie. A carbohydrate, one gram of carbs equals four calories. One gram of fat equals nine calories, okay? If I have one glass of wine and that glass of wine is 125 calories, I have to convert that to either fat or carbs. 125 divided by four is 31.25, round down 31. You have to track that as 31 grams of carbs. Yes, 31 grams of carbs for a glass of wine. And that is you measuring out five ounces because let's be real, if you're drinking from the bottle at home or pouring against your wine glass, I promise you you're having 10 or something like that. No one, like five ounces is small. I've been to restaurants where they measure out five ounces and I'm like always like, oh my gosh, this is like two thirds of what I want. <laughs> So, and also if you want that same glass of wine to convert it as fat, that would be 14 grams of fat because that would equal 125. So if you ever want to know how to track your alcohol, that's how you track it. So another thing is what's cool about efficiency macros when you get to understand portion sizes, how do you do that? I recommend you start with actually using a food scale. Okay. Now I think the biggest drawback that people are not drawback, the biggest, um, not complaint, but like concern I get from a client if they're like, oh no, the food scale is, oh my God, I have to bring the scale with me all day long, like a psycho, like if I want to lose weight or gain muscle or maintain properly or whatever it is, I have to use this scale all the time. Like this is crazy. It's impossible. It's too hard. I can't do it. I'd rather just go back to trying keto and starving myself and me being sad, right? The reality is, guys, if you use a food scale and measure everything out in grams, you're going to actually understand portion sizes and accuracy. You're going to actually know what five ounces of chicken looks like. You're going to actually know what um, 45 grams worth of carbs of, of rice looks like. It, it will, you will literally have your mind blown when you measure out two tablespoons of peanut butter. <laughs> You will have your mind blown and you will understand portion size because you use the food scale. No, don't bring the food scale with you to work and look like a crazy person if you don't want to. Make the food at home, weigh it out in advance, pet, um, put it in a in a um put it away in storage containers, you're done. That's it. Or do what I do. I batch cook everything. I don't literally have 15 food containers that I lay out and I put everything in perfectly. That would drive me crazy personally. I know clients who do it that I have and that's great for them. Instead, I will batch cook every single week. Two proteins, two carbs, one vegetable max because realistically I just use canned or, or frozen vegetables and I put them in the microwave or I just pour it out of the can. I don't need to heat it up. So that's why I don't really milk prep my vegetables. But carbs, two carbs, two protein. Um, you don't have to milk prep fat. You, you cook your food in fat. Your food actually has fat. You'll get the fat some way, trust me. And then I have snacks on hand, easy to go. I have fruit on hand always. I have yogurt. I love yogurt right now. I have, um, what else do I have for snacks? That's predominantly it. Um, protein cookies sometimes. And uh, I do, I um, love protein shakes. Like, but right now I'm into Premier. I should be a sponsor, y'all. Premier protein shakes are, are my go-to at the moment. And um, they're just easy because they're already done for you. It's ready to go. You just shake it and drink it. Yeah, you might pay more for a 24-pack of Premier protein shakes than you would for like uh, 48 servings of protein powder. But if it's ready to go, I'm going to drink it. If I have to take the time to make the protein shake, I may not do it. That's all about the individual, certain things I have no problem spending time on and certain things 
whenever I've tried it, I'm like, I just never drink the protein shake because I'm not going to take the time to mix it with the almond milk. I just don't want to do it. Make life easier. So that's what I do. And then when I'm ready to eat my food, I just throw up, take out the food scale, put my bowl on the food scale. I'll throw in rice until I hit the right amount that I planned for that day. I'll throw in my turkey, ground turkey, until I hit the right amount. I'll throw in whatever canned vegetable I'm having and call it a day. So I don't necessarily portion out in advance, but if you have to go to work, it's probably good for you to portion out in advance. I do get to work from home as I work for myself. So I don't have to do that. Now, why did I just say all that? Number one, so you guys can get an inside look on the easy things, the easier ways that I've made meal prepping easier for myself, but also you can kind of understand like why if your fits and macros can be so convenient for you. Because when you actually understand portion size, you can get to a point where you maybe don't track in the future after doing this for a few months, but you still know what five ounces of chicken looks like. You still know. That's huge because now you can eyeball your food and still track it. Now you don't feel condemned to a food scale for the rest of your life. Remember, these are all tools. If you're macros is a tool to teach you portion size, to teach you to reach your goal so you can understand how much to eat, how much less you need to eat, how much more you need to eat to lose weight. So you can understand that you don't have to be condemned to just apples and chicken. You can have multiple different sources of different amounts of food. Also, when you use your first macros, you'll start to get in the groove of eating similar foods. Then you'll see, wait a minute, I can just like keep eating the same amount of food, maybe switch up the foods a little bit, but the same amount of food, same um, portion sizes, same amount of meals a day, and I'll probably still see great results. And that's the truth. So, huh. That is why I like Fisting Macros because it teaches you. It teaches you, but it's not, you don't have to keep it permanent. You can stop it and still see great results. Now, is it for you? Can I just explain what it was, how you do it, why it works? So is it for you? That depends. I'm going to speak to my powerlifters because this is a powerlifting podcast. There's a good chance it's for you. <laughs> we are in the weight class sports, okay? And the more you get into powerlifting, the more you start to take the training super seriously. Oh my God, super seriously. Sorry, sometimes y'all you know, talk over my mouth or whatever. I don't know. I'm surprised I have a podcast. <laughs> I got made fun of my whole life for the way I talk. And I can never speak clearly. So here we are, but it's okay. It shows up sometimes, but I'm gonna finish this out. So anywho, is it for you if you're powerlifter properly? Because you're in a weight class sport, right? So the reality is number one, you may want to stay in your weight class, but improve your body composition. And that is not a quick, easy thing to do, but you can do it. And how do you do it? Well, number one, you have to know what the heck you're eating and how much of what you're eating is. To improve your body composition, you're gonna start out by going either um, increasing your weight or decreasing it. That's the only options in life. You lose weight or gain weight or you maintain it, but if you're trying to improve body composition, you gotta lose weight or gain weight. You can do a bulk and gain weight, try putting some muscle on, then cut. You can do a cut. If you already need to, if you're out of weight where you need to lose some weight and you know that you can do it and it will help you with your performance. But either way, to start with that, you need to know what you're eating. 
And then from there, when you know what you're eating and where your macros are at, because you tracked it in a food tracker app, you need to understand, okay, now what do I need to change and how do I change these macros so that I can get to my ideal body composition? If you're going to gain weight intentionally, you're going to increase your macros by starting out probably somewhere between 5 and 10% from your maintenance. And if you had no idea what your maintenance was, or even if you go into an app and you figure out what your maintenance calories should be, but you don't know if that's what you were eating, then how are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? Right? Like, yes, you could just literally start adding more food to your day. And that could work for some people. This is not an episode to say you have to do fish macros. I will do another episode in the future if you guys want me to about, um, about intuitive eating or how to see results without using macros. But um, at the end of the day, this is gonna work well because you don't have all the question marks in your head. That's what drives people crazy and gets them to fall off track. They don't know if they're seeing the right results. They're like, oh, I'm eating more. It's just right, it's the right amount. And like, I'm getting weight, it's just a good amount of weight. Like, am I getting weight too fast, too slow? But you have all these questions. This will clear some of the questions. You'll know, okay, I increased my macros by 5%. I'm hitting it consistently. I've done this for three weeks. My weight has gone up, good. My weight has not gone up. I need to increase it by another 5%. My weight has actually gone down. Oh my gosh, I'm under eating by accident because I see my macros I'm clearly underneath where I need to be. Let me increase them again. The questions are out of it because you can literally see exactly how much food you're eating, what you're eating. And then you can look at your meals and say, okay, where can I add or subtract food? so that I can hit my, hit my goals, right? So it's just super clear and concise. Like, I love numbers. I hate math, I love numbers. If you like numbers, or if you like understanding, like, okay, I can take all this information that's confusing because the diet industry and the culture is so confusing. You know it is. You've had stuff shoved in your head for years about how you should be smaller and how you should, you know, every year is a new freaking diet, every freaking year. This year, I think someone said drinking water is bad. I'm not kidding. There's so much information from morons out there. There's some good information too, but there's some bad information out there. So you're not gonna be confused because you'll know what you're eating and you know what to change. So if you want to be precise with your results, if you want to understand why you're not seeing results, why you are seeing results, if you want to just know that every day that you're eating the right amount of food for you to see the best results, then yes, if it fits the macros for you. If you need to lose weight for a weight class or gain weight for your weight class, then yes, if it fits the macros is for you. If you want to maintain your weight, but for the first time you want to understand um, how to feel really good and maintain, you might be someone who maintains about the same body weight, but you're like, yo, I just feel sluggish. I feel like crap. That could be you too. Look at what you're eating. If you do, if you track your food and see where your macros are, you might realize, oh, I might maintain my weight, but I'm not eating a lot of protein. Maybe I feel better for having protein. Oh wow, I have 150 grams of fat a day. Maybe I should lower that because my protein and carbs are super low, my fats are high, and I feel like I run out of energy when I train. Maybe it's I might be eating the right amount of calories, but it's not just about the calories. Trust me, it's not just about the calories. You we want to make these gains gotta be hitting the right macros so that's how y'all know if it's for you if anything i just said relates to you then it is for you and just want to reiterate it's a tool if it fits your macros it's a tool guys 
You don't have to do it forever. You're not condemned to it till the day you die. I personally have not tracked macros since I competed at nationals. I competed at nationals early June. It's now August 11th. I literally competed at nationals exactly two, two months ago. I competed on the 10th, so two months ago. I'm taking a break from tracking. I feel great. I've never in my life taken this long a break from tracking since it started. That's not a bad thing. I'm someone who does really well knowing my numbers, knowing the macros I'm hitting. I like it. It brings me peace. It makes my life better. It enhances my life. I love tracking. I really do. I don't like confusion. I don't like wondering why I feel, don't feel as good or wonder if it's protein. I love it. So it enhances my life. I'm taking a break because for the first time, I felt like it wasn't enhancing my life. And I'm at a point right now where since I switched weight classes and moved up a weight class to 67, instead of being, well, I was 63. So you know what the split happened. If you don't know that, then uh, well, yeah, <laughs> USAPL had a split, whatever. So I'm maintaining my weight. I don't have to gain weight. I don't need to lose weight. I'm really sitting at a great spot. I'm right underneath my weight class where I need to be. I don't even have to cut weight for my next meet. When that next meet will be for a long time, but I didn't have to cut weight for the last meet for the first time in my life. It was fantastic. I just needed a break from tracking because I just felt it. And I'm going to go back to it because I'm never, because again, it's a tool that I like to use. But I also... The cool thing about official macros is even though I'm not currently tracking my macros, I'm mentally calculating my protein every day. I'm looking to make sure that I'm still having vegetables every single day, fruits every single day. I am looking at the amount of food I have. It's so much what I was having before I was, when I was tracking my macros. I'm still eating very similar meals. I eat the same amounts of meals each day. I eat very similar snacks to what I was eating when I was tracking. Because you'll get into this, this really nice rhythm if you do it long enough, where not only can you look at food and eyeball it and be very close to accurate, but you are enjoying your life and your food choices because you're eating good food is good for you, but you're also eating what you want to have. And so even when you take away the food scale, you take away the tracking app, you can eat similar to what you're eating. And you can still feel great and you can still see results and just track other metrics to make sure that you're not gaining weight or losing weight more than you want to. So I think I just convinced myself to do an episode about intuitive eating because I do also coach intuitive eating because remember all these things are tools, right? So you don't want to feel condemned to a scale so that you die. You want to, if I work with a client, I always tell them my goal is to help you reach whatever goal you have so long as it's a healthy goal, of course. And then once you've reached that goal, I want you to be able to go on without me and never need me again. I don't want you to be my nutrition client till the day you die. You don't want to need someone to tell you how to eat for 30 years because, you know, eating is something you have to do every day. You don't want to always need somebody. It's slightly different when it comes to a, an athlete, a powerlifting athlete, I will say, I tend to work with them longer term. It's not because they don't understand what to do because I'm teaching how to do it on your own. I'm guiding you, but you're doing the work. They may work with me longer because they want the accountability because at the end of the day, they have to stay in their weight class and they don't want to like just kind of fall off track because no one cares about what they're eating. And that's something I do. I'll probably be getting another nutrition coach soon because I love where I'm at right now. But before my next meet, I do want some accountability. 
to make sure that I'm not having too much of the fun stuff because even though I don't have to cut weight, I can easily get to a point where I have to cut weight if I have too much of the fun stuff and I'm not tracking, right? But at the end of the day, I want you to be able to work and go on without me. So I want to give you the tools that you need. But I always like to end my my path with some, not my path, my um, nutrition coaching services with someone, if it's coming close to an end, I always tell them or ask them, what do you want to walk away? Or what do you need to learn to walk away? Knowing you can do this forever. Most of the time it's the confidence that they can eat intuitively as well. And so then I lead into teaching them how to eat intuitively. You can do both. <sighs> All right, guys, if you got this far, I really appreciate you for listening. If you're interested in nutrition coaching, you can go ahead and click the work with me link in the show notes. It'll bring you to my website. You'll see multiple options. Go straight to the nutrition coaching option, fill out that questionnaire, and then you can book a call with me, a free 15-minute call. We can talk about your goals and if I can help guide you to them and how I can do that for you. If you're interested in just regular good old polish and coaching, same link, just click on the, the work with me one-on-one option, fill out the application. If you want to do both, you fill out the powerlifting application, and then you tell me that you also are interested in nutrition. That's, it's that simple. You don't need to fill out both applications. We'll just dive into everything on our free 15-minute call before you decide, or we decide together, if we're a good fit for each other. I appreciate you so much. Please leave a five-star rating and a review for an Apple podcast. Please leave a five-star rating on Spotify because you can do that now. Share this with your friends. Share it with your family. It helps me get this out to more people. I appreciate all of you so much. If you want to support the podcast, click on the lowest link at the bottom of the show notes. It'll say support this podcast. You can donate monthly because I'm trying to enhance this podcast, trying to get more stuff for its microphone. I actually, guys, I ordered my first microphone. I'll be here really soon. So I am doing these little updates to help get you guys this free content, but it does cost money to upgrade, upgrade the podcast. So I appreciate any supporters that I have. Just know when we support the podcast, I put the money right back into it. I do have some other things I want to buy to make the audio better. I am now putting this audio, putting this podcast on YouTube. So check out my YouTube is Solana. Lewis YouTube and you can see these podcasts on YouTube if you like visuals I'm going to be updating the visuals so it's even clearer better quality that costs money so hey support the podcast I love you guys I appreciate you all catch you next time